Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Welcome to the Omega Particle. I am your gracious and humble host, Jonathan Wiegand, with talent on loan from God. On this podcast, we are breaking and surpassing all of your wildest expectations every day, every week. And thank you so much for joining the podcast. Today is actually our 40th episode. So thank you so much for tuning in, streaming, wherever you're from across the Alpha Quadrant, if you're in Franginar, Vulcan, Andorian, wherever or the great United States of America. And we are, yes, still in the booth in our bunker in the southeast of these United States. And I don't know about you, but I am literally boiling alive. <laughs> Why is it so freaking hot? Where's that global warming, all the boomers said. Anyway, uh, I want to say, again, this is our 40th episode, but we have something big planned for the 50th episode. And as I'm recording today, um, I don't want to give anything away, we have people talking to people, so hopefully it'll flesh out and we can have this person on. That'd be great, but I'm not, again, not going to give too much away. <laughs> also, today is actually Captain P- Picard Day, the day I'm actually recording this episode in. I am beyond thrilled because they released Picard Season 2 teaser trailer, and we finally got to see John DeLance, the man himself, Q, finally back in his full... I don't know what the word is, Q-ness. <laughs> and we're not talking about that weird group. We're talking about the OGQ. Is that, was that, oh, okay. Just don't mention that. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway, um, we're glad to be here. And man, have we got a show for you today. I'm excited to get into this. And one of the main reasons I started this podcast was because I would go through Trek through a series, like go through a series and these questions would always come up and I would always Google them. And this is one of those key questions. What happened to Terry Farewell? Now, is it something that she just circumstances happen or is this the writer's decision or, or what? But that's a pretty big break to not have somebody make it to the final season of their series, especially main character like that. Either way, I won't waste much time today on the intro. But I'm exuberantly happy that um, we're on our 40th episode. And thank you again for being here. I just want to plug Deep Forest Productions and Wolf there. for his amazing products and and hooking me up. And again, you can look at the link in our episode detail on wherever you stream at, Spotify, Apple, whatever. Um, Also, the website is deepforestproductions.com in case you're just wondering (laughs) or you have a pen and paper ready. Anyway... Let's light this candle and move on to what happened to Terry Farrell. Fun will now commence. So, like I mentioned last episode, I was actually watching season six finale, Tears of Our Prophets, and it made me go through this whole spectrum again. You know, it made me ask this whole cycle again, like, like what happened to the actress that played Jadzia Dax, Terry Farrell? Because DS9 is seven seasons long. And all of a sudden, this main character just randomly gets killed the last episode of season six. Now, for anybody that hasn't watched DS9 and has no plan on watching DS9 and doesn't care if I spoil it, here we go. 
So as we all know, I'm just doing this for those in real Lind out there, all know that um, Dax was murdered by Gold Dukat um, in the Sanctuary of the Prophets on DS9 because Dukat was possessed by the spirit of the Paw Wraith and that cult of the Prophets on Bajor, and he wanted to take an orb and kind of hurt the Prophets and hurt Cisco since Cisco is their emissary. And that was the whole deal, and Jadzia got in the way because she was praying about their mixed, I don't know what call it, mixed uh, species baby with Worf. <laughs> so that's how she died. And now all the casual Trek fans and all the family friends that have listened to this show just tuned out. <laughs> so they're like, what the crap was that? <laughs> but my thing was like, was her death pre-planned? Like, was it something she wanted? Was it something the writers wanted? Was she the complete diva behind the scenes? And we're going to answer all of those today. Because if you remember from the exact same thing that happened with Denise Crosby is that she was kind of being a diva. She didn't like to stand and show up for work and not do anything. And she just thought it was a waste of time. And she wanted to put more energy and effort into other projects, like other movies and etc. And so I'm like, could Farrell be the same way? And like all of these behind the scenes drama, especially in Star Trek, there are multiple angles. There are multiple theories and, no one really knows the truth. However, I will say that I do have an opinion, <laughs> and I definitely think you will too after all of this, because we don't know the truth, but the facts pretty much align for themselves, and I'll let you decide, because you know, you're a smart, smart person. You're a smart listener. You turn into OPP on the regular, and you know what you're talking about, and you know what's going on. I can't hide things from you people. <laughs> Let's put season six into some context, just in case you haven't seen uh, DS9 for a while. You've never seen DS9. Um, season six, in my opinion, is one of the best seasons of all of Trek. I mean, you have the Dominion War is at its absolute highest. I love this storyline. You have Odo and Kira. The romance is blossoming, and it's just started. You have um, you have Vic Fontaine and the, and the Vegas Club, and and it's and his plot lines coming in and. Also, with season six, you see Worf and Jadzia get married in the first couple episodes and kind of bringing some new light to both those characters, which is really great. And in my opinion, makes Worf like one of the most fleshed out characters in all of Trek. But it also delivered some of the most complex and darkest episodes of the series as well. Hence that big Dominion War. So now we have a context of season six and what was going on. And we know Jadzia, she was a science officer. She was Trill. She was the eighth host of the Dax symbiote, and she possessed all the former memories and actually include Curzon Dax, which was the former Klingon ambassador for the Federation and Benjamin Sisko's mentor. And that's why he always calls him old man and <laughs> calls like a 30 year old woman old man. Anyway, so um, it took a few seasons to kind of like get DS9 rolling and especially for Farrell and Jadzia Dax to kind of identify what she was going to be. If she was just going to be the love interest or she going to be this independent, strong, fierce character that eventually blossoms into this love interest. And that's, that's what happened because eventually everybody was just running after and it got kind of annoying personally. Like we get it. But um, anyway, so I just want to give you a background context to what was going on while these issues and contractual problems were bubbling up in the background. And like I said, these are very complex and dark storylines. So they were expanding characters like Vig 
or Nog or Jake and all these like background characters, third tier BC characters were starting to get more limelight. And so Farrell very much thought, Hey, do you know what? She actually requested to be in a few, fewer episodes. You know, she actually said, I kind of want to like wind down for season seven. I kind of want to be in a recurring role. I mean, it's what, 26, 24, 26 episodes, right, Luna? For each season of DS9, which is a ton of filming. And she kind of could see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, season seven was the last season. They knew it was going to end. So let's just get out while we still can and maybe strike while the iron's hot. You know, like, maybe get a movie deal, maybe get another TV show and and kind of continue working. Because sometimes it's very hard to get out of the typecast once you're in Star Trek. Hence, we learn with Kate Mulgrew and literally everybody except Patrick Stewart. (laughs) And I think, I mean, to be fair, it would have been difficult to do that in season seven, but I don't think it would have been impossible because, like I said, there were so much storylines and so much expanding of characters. It could have easily been done, but the rumor was that she was actually auditioning for another show on the same Paramount lot that DS9 was filmed on. Um, it was a show called Becker with Ted Danson and somebody actually like, I guess people talked and the producers and the writers didn't like that. And so she pretty much had a one foot out the door mentality. And we know that this is facts. Like everyone knows this and acknowledges it. It's not like something that was kind of like hidden. Like no one's like, well, she obviously wanted to move on and see other interests. Ironically, that show Becker kicked her off after four seasons. So she left DS9 last season and she continued on a little bit at Becker. I've never seen that show. (laughs) In the book, The 50-Year Mission by Altman and Gross, which is like a comprehensive history of all Star Trek, it came out a few years ago, confirms that Farrell wanted to be in less and less episodes. And actually, Farrell claims that the producers in the studio were bullying her into saying yes, like forcing her to say yes, to sign on to season seven. And to really push her into that role. And to do the entire season seven, every episode, which is a lot to act in. And even in my personal favorite documentary, What We Leave Behind, Farrell even got super emotional. And she explained that, yeah, they were wouldn't hear out on her issues. And Rick Berman and the studio were just terrible and, and just very overwhelming and pushy. And this led like a back and forth once that documentary came out. And Berman kind of just called her out and said, no, you know, like we did not let her go. Nobody fired her. Um, She requested not to be in the episodes. And the studio's like, you can't do that. You're a main freaking character. You can't just be like, yeah, I want to bounce. And you're just going to have to deal with that. And even Berman said, and I quote, it certainly was was not my choice. It was the loss of a character. And it was difficult for the entire crew that she left. And as you all know, the famous DS9 showrunner, era Stephen Burr, and the writing staff apparently were kept out on purpose. They had no idea that this whole drama back and forth was going on with Farrell's season seven contract. And Burr, when he found out, was super livid. He was pissed, <laughs> which obviously means a lot because you could have done so much more in season seven, which we'll get into a little bit later talking about like the possibilities of what if she stayed on. And so Burr even said, and I quote, let me put it this way. If I know what was going on, I would have stopped it. That makes me feel really 
I'm like kind of sad because I would have loved to see Jadzia come back for season seven. If you don't already know, like the cat's out of the bag, the die was cast, Feral came out and they brought in a new trill with the same Dax symbiote <laughs> who was played by Nicole de Boer. Is it French? I'm terrible. I didn't take French. I took Spanish in high school. But um, so we have this new Dax symbiote and she's the station's counselor and she kind of comes into her own and it was really difficult because she was only on this show for one season, but in my opinion, she did a great job and, and she became an integral part. And I, I think the show's better because of her and bringing those mental issues like in paper moon, etc. I think it was the best they could have made out of the bad situation, you know? However, to me, and as I was prepping this episode, I was like, do you know what's, what could be the, thing you know like what could have happened if Jadzia actually in Terrifell World decided to stay for season seven like what would season seven have looked like and I think there's a one of the best arcs you could have done was the raising of Worf's and Jadzia's son and bringing like a bigger reflection integration into Trill society and maybe that conflict of is a child going to be going to the Trill Academy and trying to be a um a host or is he going to be a warrior and, and go into the halls of Stovacor? <laughs> you know, like I think it could have been really good and really touched on some great themes of mixed households or mixed parents. I think, I think that would have been really great and an opportunity missed. However, I do think the overall plot and how it finished and Cisco living in the wormhole and being with the, being with the prophets. I think it, I think they already had that ending, but you could have had some really great, arcs and character development for that last season that would have nailed it home even more so than they did with what was produced. Either way, I just wanted you to know, because I always was curious when I, when I go through DS9, I was like, what happened to Terry Fell? Well, now, you know, she wanted to get out and do other things, but the studio's like, can't live your life that way. One foot in one foot out. But now, you know, the rest of the story. Okay. Again, thank you so much for listening and tuning in across the fruited plane. That is the alpha quadrant. Um, like I said, we have exciting stuff coming up. Um, next couple series are going to be fun. We're going to talk about some things that if you didn't watch the show enterprise, you probably have never heard about like the Vulcan and Dorian issues in the civil war there. I think that'll be a fun thing to do. And also we're going to return to our roots and do a little bit of canon book, comic book reviews talking about, um, really excited to get back into that. I think I've only done it once or twice. I think it'd be fun to return to that and have a little bit of some issues and topics and characters that we don't necessarily get drawn out in the show. The books provide a beautiful way to do so I'm excited about that. And always remember, you can hit us up on Instagram at Omega Particle Podcast, on Twitter at Omega Particle underscore, and on Facebook with the same name. <laughs> Just thank you so much for your all support. Excited to be here. And always remember, guys, second star of the right, straight on till morning. <laughs>